It is Friday, the 21st day of October, 2022, and this is the first ever Lunch Hour podcast. I felt so bad for all two of my listeners that I said I wasn't going to record this week, and um, I, you know, it really hurt. So I said, you know what, 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 let's, let's record an episode, uh, during the lunch hour. And because I'm working from home here on a Friday, I had all of my high tech equipment available, uh, in which to do so. So here I am, uh, it's going to be, um, terrible as always. So you can count on that. It's not going to be very well done way worse than usual because uh, I have written nothing out. This is all off of the top of the old dome here, uh, which is mostly empty. What I do have is, you know, the the standard set of notes that I um, that I have every week. And so what I'm going to do is just kind of run down, um, run down my notes and kind of go from there. So, um, I can tell that, you know, you're, you're excited. So please try not to get too excited. You know what I mean? Cock jokes. Um, but you know, it'll be terrible as always. So no worries there. Don't go thinking that this is going to be better than always or better than usual. No, no fucking way. No way. I had one thing that I really wanted to talk about this week, and it was the Blink-182 ticket thing. And and as if Donnie read my mind, he sent in a voicemail. So what I'm going to try to do is, like, I have, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting this at, like, quarter past 12 in the afternoon. Um, I do have, like, a training this afternoon. So what I'm going to try to do is, like, squeeze in some bits during breaks. Uh, I doubt it'll go well. And depending on what time I finish, hopefully I can get this out, out to the masses by 5 PM. But I need to do a little bit more research on the, on the blink 182 ticket thing, because quite frankly, it's fucking stupid. But what do you expect? What do you expect? Mm, God, I could just fucking, I could ramble. I really could. But I'm not going to. So what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, oh, Tom Brady. Um, of course, I'm going to talk about last week's hashtag dumb teams. Get a jump on next week's hashtag dumb teams. Uh, we're going to talk about Nick Adams. And uh, oh. Uh, um, the Brits are funny. <laughs> I'm now working with a lot of Brits. And it's hilarious. Some of the shit these people say, I, I, find, I find it so funny. Anyways, uh, all that and very little else on episode number... Oh, shit. What episode is this? Episode number 138. Good gravy, man. And of course, I'm making fun of the Brits, and then I come out with good gravy. <laughs> We're off to a banging start. That's all right here, right now, on Complaints and Observations. Still the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. 
with a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity, guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Happy Friday, complainers. What's up? What is up? That was a terrible Jim Rome impression. What is up? Welcome to the jungle. Let's go to a caller. Have a take. Rack them. Anything else that uh, Jim Rome ever said. Anyways, um, yeah, it's Friday. Your work week is about to come to an end. Mine too, because now for two weeks in a row, I've been gainfully employed. It's quite exciting. Um, you know, I'm no longer bored. I'm just frustrated now. <laughs> Getting into the fucking city is, it's just the worst. It is the absolute fucking worst. Somebody, somebody asked me uh, the other day, uh, at work, this was actually yesterday, we had like a, an after work mixer, got to meet some of the folks in the office. So far, very pleased. Um, at when I worked for Wayfair, everybody at Wayfair was uh, younger, and it was almost as if they only hired attractive people, and then they needed to fill a certain quota. So they brought me on board. Uh, like, all right, well, we need ugly old people here, so let's hire this guy. Um, I don't think they have that same policy at my current position, because while you know. I, I I don't want to, I don't want to come out and say oh everybody that works in the office is ugly because that is not true not true at all there are some very handsome beautiful people in this office okay just want to be upfront about it however I am not at the bottom of the totem pole like I was at the last position ah, I can't fucking talk today man I am not at the bottom of the totem pole like I was at my last position I am firmly average and i'm quite happy with that to be honest with you it feels pretty good but everybody has been just delightful the thing that i can't i, I don't understand i don't want to say i don't understand why they hired me i know why they hired me right it's because i have uh extensive sales experience on the other hand i'm not entirely certain why they hired me <laughs> i don't really fit the mold of uh, the the not so much the role that's not it, but the experience, the life experience that some of these other people is. What I'm doing is dancing around what I actually do because I'm not going to say it. I don't want to say who I work for, what specifically I'm doing. It might come out at some point. And again, if you actually know me personally, me Dave Lapointe, 
then you have an idea of what I'm doing. But, you know, I'm not, not going to broadcast that. It's called integrity, motherfuckers. Look it up. So somebody had asked me last night, hey, where do you live? And I'm like, oh, East Bridgewater. He's like, oh, that's not so bad. How long does it take you to get? Well, you know, no traffic on a drive, 35 minutes. Oh, okay, what time do you leave? I leave my house at fucking like 7.15, 7.30 to try to get into the office by 9.30. It's like, what the fuck? I left my house at 7.15 on Wednesday. Didn't get to the office until quarter of 10. Between the traffic, getting to the train station, the delay of, of the first train at the Braintree Red Line. So it took... I got up to the platform and it said the next train was coming in 15 minutes. It's like, well, what the fuck is that? 15 minutes for a Red Line train? That's fucking stupid. That defeats the entire purpose. Get to South Station. No. Downtown Crossing. Sorry. I'm thinking of the commuter rail. So I take the Red Line and Braintree to Downtown Crossing. Get off that train. Go up to the Orange Line platform. And it says 10 minutes for the next train. Get on that train. And it just fucking stops at State Street. Stops. Not just a stop to let people off, but literally stops. So I was there for another 15 minutes. Because there was an issue with apparently the green line that was causing an issue with all the other lines. Oh, I neglected to mention that there was a slowdown and a stop in Quincy. Uh, not even at a station before we got over the bridge. Because of this issue with the green line. So we stopped for another fucking 10 minutes. Just fucking sat there. So all these delays compounded and added up to uh, like a two and a half hour fucking commute. On a good day, I could be there. Uh, let's see, an hour and a half. Roughly. Which still fucking sucks. That's terrible. It shouldn't take that long. But listen, I'm not paying, I'm not paying 30 bucks to park. Not, I'm not going to take maybe just as long, an hour, hour and a half to drive into town and then pay 30 bucks. Right? I'm paying three bucks to park in Braintree and then it's like six bucks for the round trip train ticket. That's fine. I'm all right with that. 10 bucks a day. That's okay. That works. The commuter rail is absurd it's like $20 around like what the fuck are you doing commuter rail go fuck yourself god I hate it job itself dynamite so far so good knock on wood everything's going well hopefully that'll continue we shall see um but it's just been such a pain getting in and out of there just doesn't make any fucking sense to me so um and as I mentioned, so I'm working with a bunch of Brits now. And so there was a guy there yesterday, and uh, the, the topic of American football came up. And, um, you know, he was sort of familiar, but not really familiar. So one of the guys uh, that works there, younger kid, probably 23, 24 years old, he was talking about how he played uh, high school football. And so he's, like, explaining the positions to this guy. <laughs> and he's like, oh, 
yeah, I was I was a quarterback, and then the English dude or the British apparently they don't like being called English. It's weird. I don't know. Uh, the British guy is like the quarterback. He he's the one that th- throws the ball, right? The arm man. <laughs> The arm man. How funny is that? I got a kick out of that. So. So that's that. All right. As I said, I'm going to kind of go down the list. Because I didn't really write out uh, a show outline or a show script or anything. So. Topic number one. Tom Brady. Sort of a side topic to topic 1B. Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft got married last week, huh? Isn't that something? Did I mention that on the previous? <laughs> I don't even know if I mentioned that. When did he get married? Uh, let's see. Apparently him and uh, Jerry Jones want to fight. Yeah. Or Jerry Jones just wants to fight because he's a fucking dummy. Uh, nope. It was last Thursday. Was it last Thursday? I don't know. Last thir- no, it was a Friday. Right? Get married on a Friday. God, I am so bad at this stupid <laughs> shit. Married on Friday. All right. So that's why I missed it. Yeah, it was a week ago today. So they must think, but I think they got married Thursday night. So I, I had... You know, the reports came out in the morning on Friday, so I missed it. So, congrats uh, to RKK. Uh, Good on you, pal. You know, when you're an absurdly rich man, you don't want to be alone. (laughs) Oh, boy. I don't know. He's not, you know, it's not as if he's lacking in... Uh, sustenance, I guess, for the lack of a better term. I don't want to come on and say, well, he's not lacking for pussy, because it just sounds stupid. But, you know, he's absurdly wealthy, so he, he could... He doesn't need to get married, right? And I'm sure that they... I sure, I'm sure... I cannot talk. I'm sure he loves this woman, right? And... What little I know of her, I'm going to assume the same, that she loves him, right? I'm, I'm going to assume that uh, because, I, you know, from what I understand, it's not like she needs his money. She's obviously not as wealthy as he is, but she's not poor. And she's a doctor. She's a very successful, well-known doctor. Whether or not she's a, a gold digger, I don't know because I don't know the woman. Point being, <clears throat> uh, they had a surprise wedding. They told everybody it was like a fundraiser. It turns out it was a wedding because they had fucking Al Michaels as the MC for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> the unintentional humor involved in having Al Michaels MC your wedding is just funny. It, it's, it's great. I just love it. But anyways, the place was packed. A who's who of uh, New England Patriots, Ty Law, Vince Wilfork, Randy Moss, Richard Seymour, Devin McCourty, Matt Slater, David Andrews, Gerard Mayo, Troy Brown, 
and uh, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Is he a junior? I don't know. Not the point. Um, but he showed up as his alter ego, um, Skeletor. He is a junior. Thomas Edward Patrick. Oh, fuck. This was a bad idea. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Uh, yeah, so he showed up as his uh, alter ego, uh, Skeletor. This dude looks awful. He looks awful. And, and quite frankly, I'm to the point where I'm starting to feel bad for Tom Brady, right? I shouldn't. And quite frankly, I, I don't. I think I just said quite frankly um, two sentences in a row. <sighs> I've been listening to Bill Burr's podcast. He, 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 I don't know how long he's been doing his podcast, but his, his podcast flows exactly like mine. <laughs> Just rambling nothing from a, you know, middle-aged white curmudgeon. It's the same fucking thing. And then we talk poorly about sports. It's the same fucking thing. It just so happens that, you know, he can formulate uh, a thought and make it funny, whereas I can half formulate a thought and it's never funny. <laughs> and then when it's funny, it's totally by accident. Anyways, I need to know if somebody has like taken Tom, uh, you know, into a, a private room and said, we need to have a discussion here. Uh, you look horrible. Here, have a ham sandwich on white bread with cheese. Uh, because you, you need, you obviously need the calories because that sunken cheek look is not good. He could very well be just, you know, depressed by this whole marriage thing. And I would not begrudge him for it. However, he's also come out and said that um, there is no retirement in my future. And then he says, on the other hand, that uh, he hasn't changed his retirement plans, that he's still planning to retire at the end of the year. He made some. He made a comment uh, on his podcast the other day about how, you know, his current season um, and, and being away from his kids is like being deployed in the military, like like as if he was in the military on deployment. It's like, buddy, he came out and apologized for that, rightfully so. But I just wonder, like, how how fucked up is shit going on in his life where he looks like he hasn't eaten in months? Like, what is going on? And people are fucking giving him shit because he went to Kraft's wedding. It's like, fuck off. The guy has won seven goddamn Super Bowls. He can do whatever the fuck he wants for the God, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Come on. 
Stop it. Oh, and then he yelled at his offensive lineman. Now a quarterback can't yell at his lineman. I don't, and I don't care if he was there every day for practice. I don't care if he was, you know, tucking those guys in at night. I don't give a shit. They're half his age. He can do whatever the fuck he wants to them. Yell at them, slap them upside the head, call them stupid. He can do all that stuff. And anybody that complains about it is soft as puppy poo. Enough. Just please. It's not. It's it's dumb. That was my Tom Brady take. I don't want to see him fail, per se. I don't want to see him like go 6 and 11. You can't even say 6 and 10 anymore. 6 and 11. I don't want to see that. I want to see him do well. I don't want to see him get hurt. And I think behind that line, he very well could. Just like Christian, Christian McCaffrey, who got traded to the 49ers. And as I tweeted out today, uh, at Complaints Pod, the 49ers go through running backs like socks. Christian McCaffrey is going to get crushed behind that offensive line. But, you know, he's the shiny toy, and San Francisco is stupid. Hashtag dumb teams. People saying, oh, that's the, that's the final piece they need. Do you know who is actually their quarterback? Have we figured this out yet? He's going to choke at some point. Jimmy Garoppolo will choke at some point because that's what Jimmy Garoppolo does because he's going to get hurt behind that offensive line too. So hashtag dumb teams, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Also, hashtag dumb teams, Arizona Cardinals. I don't care if they won last night. They got lucky. Andy Dalton threw three picks, two pick sixes, and and uh, you know got, they got really fucking lucky. Their defense gave up four touchdowns to Andy Dalton, who threw three fucking picks. Hello, they're not that good. Hashtag dumb teams. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. What on earth was that throw at the end of the game? The other night. Um, You're playing the fucking Buffalo Bills, who, by everyone's assessment, is the greatest team in the history of football. They'll choke. Give it time. I mean, boy, oh boy. Just not a good look for, uh, for old sidearm throw. Pat Mahomes. Could have used him in the bullpen this year. I'm not talking Patrick Mahomes. I'm talking his father, Pat Mahomes, who is, I believe, 60. Probably would have been a better um, reliever for the Red Sox this year than almost anybody they had in their bullpen. So Kansas City Chiefs, hashtag dumb teams. Uh, One team who has come out of the hashtag dumb teams list is the Carolina Panthers. You want to know why? Because they've fucking mailed it in. Mailed it in. As I mentioned, they had traded Christian McCaffrey for a boatload of uh, draft picks. And apparently, oh, they also traded Robbie Anderson. It was a it was a trade between two hashtag dumb teams. The Arizona Cardinals and the, uh, I almost said Phoenix Coyotes. What? No. 
I got my cats mixed up or my wait, coyotes aren't even cats. That's a dog. Wow. Hey, note to self, lunchtime podcast, not good. <laughs> worse than usual. Worse than the usual podcast. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Uh, Robbie Anderson went to Arizona, which makes zero sense to me um, in, until they put Hollywood Brown on injured reserve. So, or they're going to put Hollywood Brown on injured reserve. So, who knows? We'll see how that plays out. But now they have uh, D Hop is back. He he caught ten fucking balls last night from that fantasy team killer Kyler Murray, who still only put up like twenty points fantasy points last night. So, fuck you, buddy. Fuck you, buddy. So, you know, what the fuck? Hashtag dumb teams. Uh, Monday night, the New England Patriots take on the Chicago Bears. Um, The Bears have a quarterback who I knew was not going to be very good, Justin Fields. I was very smart about that. And Mac could be back. Could be back. I'm, you know... Curious to see how this whole thing plays out because you're going to have all the uh, Michael Bishop descendants who are in love with Bailey Zappi uh, making all kinds of noise if Mac does start. Oh, you should have been playing Zappi. If he comes out and plays like shit, then you'll have a point. However, they're going to run the ball 65 times. So I don't think it matters. Um, Yeah. I didn't, you know, honestly, thinking about it, I didn't really talk about Bailey Zappi much the last couple of weeks, did I? I don't know. Uh, one thing that I did have on here is, um, let's see, on my, I wrote it down in my show notes, quote, I never remember shit that I say here. Maybe not never, but rarely, end quote. And I'll tell you why. I got a text from a friend of the show, Mark who you hear at the end of every episode. He sent me a text and he says, quote, uh, which one of my little ponies is the Al Capone? <laughs> and I had no idea what he was talking about. And he sent me a my little pony gif. I'm like, I said, Mark, I haven't the first clue that he said. He said, Dave, you said Al Capone on your latest pod had me howling. All I could think is alcoholic pony, a.k.a. Al Capone. <laughs> See what I mean by funny shit that's completely accidental? Because I I, I said, I don't know who, who was it. Oh, like, uh, was I talking about Dan Snyder or Donald Trump? I can't remember who was going to get pinched on the Al Capone-esque. Uh, and it's only, you know, it's it's. I think I said it's kind of Al Capone when I should have just said Al Capone-esque. The best part, though, is like, he said, which is the, which is the Al Capone, is the Al Capone. And he's like, it's a My Little Pony dressed up as Andy Cap. Oh, man, I wish I had any sort of uh, graphic design talent because I would love a My Little Pony dressed like Andy Cap. 
I wonder how many people um, under the age of 40 have a clue as to who Andy Cap is, uh, aside from those uh, hot fries, the, the fucking potato chip things. Do they even sell those anymore? I was never a big fan of the hot fries. They were just too hot. Al Capone. <laughs> A uh, quick politics note, because um, it was really dumb. Uh, the Massachusetts gubernatorial race um, is uh, going to be settled next month. And so there was a debate between the two candidates. We have uh, uh, MAGA, uh, Q World guy. Jeff Deal for the Republican Party, and on the other side is uh, dyed-in-the-wool, liberal, crazy person, Maura Healy. Healy performed as I expected her to, which was reasonably solid, despite, you know, being a little too lefty. But the flip side of that was this fucking crazy... He tried so hard to not be himself in this debate. And granted, look, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched a lot of it just because, you know, it, it, I'm never. It's not like I'm. I needed it to decide who I'm going to vote for. That's not the point. But the only reason I'm bringing it up is because uh, abortion came up, as it always comes up, because you know the right is so fucking concerned about what women do. Not just with their bodies, but in general. Because, you know, God forbid women have a independent thought between their ears. So Jeff Deal comes out and basically says that, uh, you know, his, his pro-life stance is personal. Because his parents would have aborted him had Roe versus Wade been, been law. Like... I mean, literally anybody could say that. Well, you know, listen, uh, abortion's very personal to me because back in, in 1978, you know, uh, my parents were trying to conceive. And uh, if they knew that they were going to have me, uh, they would have gotten an abortion. <laughs> what kind of fucking stance is that, you fucking moron? I can't wait till that guy gets trounced. And here's the thing, okay? I love Charlie Baker. Love Charlie Baker. And there's a couple of reasons why, okay? One, he's a moderate. He's not Republican enough for the right. He is perfect for the center. And he's too much of a Republican for the left. So he is the perfect Massachusetts governor. And the good thing about this state is that while the state itself as a whole is very liberal it has often had that sort of nice balance where you have the Republican governor to kind of keep the crazy Western Mass liberal front from invading the rest of the state. I fear that when Maura Healey gets into office that she's not going to take a moderate stance. I hope I'm wrong. I hope she learns from her dealings with Charlie Baker 
uh, in that, you know, you can, you can be your own person. And that's the good thing about uh, Charlie. He was his own person. He was not beholden to literally anybody, as far as I know. I mean, he very well could be on a couple of smaller subjects. I mean, like the gambling thing, maybe, but he was pretty upfront about being open to it. So, I mean, I don't really know. You know, was he perfect? Nope. No, nor should he be. You don't want a perfect candidate because they're never perfect. It's impossible. So I'm very curious to see how this progresses. I really hope that um, it's not. I, I just I, I can't have like a like this. The mayor of Boston, this woman is so fucking out to lunch. I can't figure it out. And and it it I have such a fear that Maura Healy is going to go down that road. And I really hope that's not the case because we don't need it. Some people will love it. This program, not so much. So that's politics. Yay. Oh, if you're not following Nick Adams on Twitter, you are missing out on the funniest fucking guy on the planet. Like, that dude is so... I can't even describe him because it is the most... It's just so funny. There's no way it's not uh, a parody account. There's just no fucking way because he's so... He's so fucking ridiculous. There's no way it's not parody, and it drives me crazy. Oh, man. Uh, anyways. um, Let's see. What else is... I gotta save some shit for three gripes, huh? Um, yeah, I do. All right, gotta save some shit. So let's, let's get to um, a voicemail. I got a great voicemail from... Friend of the show, Donnie Washburn, who um, is in the uh, the band The Quiet Violent, who I am Im- still impatiently waiting for new music from. I mean, because I, I need to have uh, uh, Bob and Don on the show. But um, Donnie has a, a gripe here that uh, needs to be shared. It needs to be addressed and something that I was thinking about talking about anyway. So it was quite timely. So here you go. Dave, it's Donnie calling in. Um, my complaint's a little delayed uh, from what I was going through last week when I was trying to um, get some tickets to see Blink-182 next May 2023. The pre-sale dropped. Uh, they could leave on Wednesday at 10 a.m. with another pre-sale that went on uh, Thursday. Uh, before it was even released to the quote-unquote general public. Now, when I was at my computer at 9.45, joining that waiting room, ready to get in that queue at Ticketmaster, I finally get in there at 10 o'clock, and it's I'm 2,000 people back. Okay, fine, whatever. There's a lot of people that are trying to get these tickets. But when I finally get there, all of a sudden these prices that I were expecting, around 150 to $200 for the general admission pit or the floor seats, big enough sham where I want to spend on those tickets, all of a sudden are double in price right now or at $300 by the time I got to the ticket access availability. And this is because of tickets, and they've only gone up from here. They're up about like 800 to a grand for these general admission tickets. This is completely fucked. This is due to Ticketmaster's dynamic pricing, apparently, when they realize the demand is so high, they're trying to essentially avoid bots by raising these prices 
extra. Well, that doesn't make any fucking sense because why would you, no matter what, a bot or a human paying, is going to be paying for these tickets. Ticketmaster is still getting money in their pocket. So I don't know. I know I'm just pretty, pretty rattled right now. That was delayed complaint, but now I'm fucking heated. And it's 7.30 on Tuesday. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed that. See what you, see what you think about it. And ta-ta. Fucking A right. Donnie. <clears throat> so here's the thing, okay? Well, a couple things before I even get to like the main point. Like, I was going to talk about Ticketmaster and how this whole thing is, is uh, bullshit, right? But Donnie's a legit fan. If you heard the interview with Donnie, uh, however many months ago now, um, Donnie's a is a pop punk guy, and there's no, in, in my opinion, I could be way wrong, but, you know, Blink-182 is the epitome of pop punk. Uh, I can't really stand them. I don't. I, I shouldn't even say that. I shouldn't say that I can't stand them. I'm just not a fan. Like these guys are in their 40s, and and they did like an announcement for the tour and the comeback and and all that shit. And it was just a giant cum joke. It was not funny. Like if you're gonna do cum jokes, make them funny, okay? It was just like, oh, I'm coming. Oh, I'm coming. No, you're not. You're not. You probably need a pill for it. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I didn't really care about like the show. If somebody gave me tickets said, Hey, you want to go to the show? And I didn't have to pay for it. I'd probably go. If somebody offered me tickets and I had to give them 20 bucks. I'd probably tell them to fuck off. However, you're never getting tickets for 20 bucks. Cause Ticketmaster slash live nation is a gross monopoly. How they're able to get away with this, I cannot figure out. I literally can't figure it out. Uh, I am reasonably proficient in antitrust laws. As I did a, an extensive report my senior year in high school on antitrust. How much of that do I actually remember? Very little, but... <laughs> it was 20... Five, fuck, 26 years ago, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. God, I hate saying that. Anyway, um, but it's, it's bullshit because it's a monopoly, and it's 80% of the venues in this country, something like uh, of the large venues, use Ticketmaster. In this particular instance, this one is the most egregious, and I'll tell you why. And I did, I did some digging to try to figure out what was going on. The whole dynamic pricing thing is not new, right? The way that Ticketmaster does it is a tad new. So, for example, the Red Sox have a dynamic ticket structure, right? Where games against the Yankees, uh, I think this year it was the Angels just because of Otani. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, like maybe Houston. But whatever, there's a handful of games throughout the season that, that the Red Sox would employ dynamic pricing where those games would be higher than, say, games against, like, Seattle or Texas. Not Seattle, Kansas City, Texas. Shit teams, right? And then the division games were higher, but not the point. The point is that's the model of dynamic pricing that I've always been familiar with when it comes to sports, where I'm pretty sure the Bruins do the same thing. The Patriots don't for season ticket holders. It's all one price. 
across the board, which I'm sure is going to change. Give it time. Um, but basically, in this particular instance, dynamic pricing is based on a mythical algorithm that Ticketmaster uh, doesn't really disclose. So you don't really know what it is or how they're coming up with their uh, pricing structure. But in this particular instance, anybody that wanted tickets to Blink-182 on the day that it came out, unless they were like first in the queue, wasn't going to get the ticket for face value. Because there is no face value. It just doesn't exist. It might exist eventually if there's any unsold tickets by the time the show comes around. But Ticketmaster is not stupid. They know that this thing's going to get sold out. And their reasoning behind it is not just bots like Donnie mentioned, but resellers, scalpers. The idea is to keep them out by making the prices for everyone else so fucking high that it makes reselling tickets unprofitable. So instead of catering to the masses like they should and like a quote-unquote punk band like Blink-182 should do, uh, they're just going to make a shit ton more money, not just Ticketmaster, but the band. This is not an exclusively Ticketmaster problem. This is a Blink-182 issue. They're fucking you, Donnie. Those three fucking clowns are fucking you. And I don't give a shit about Mark Hoppus coming out saying, Oh, I tried buying tickets, but they were too expensive. Fuck off. What a slap in the face. If I was a fan of this band and I read that, I would burn all of my fucking Blink-182 shit. Because it's all, it's fucking, it's a fraud. I would have way more respect for those guys if this, if they just came out and said, hey, we're getting back together because we're going to make a shit ton of money. Because my guess is one of them is hurting. I don't know which one, probably Tom DeLong, But, you know... I, my my guess is one of them is hurting. They got back together. They're going to make a shit ton of money and help out the one who's broke. I could be wrong. Certainly not Travis Barker because that motherfucker's face is everywhere and I'm tired of seeing it. I, I shouldn't even say that. It's just that that guy is never not around. <laughs> Great drummer. Stupid band. So this whole thing sucks, right? And it's It's almost to the point where... You know, Ticketmaster is going to keep actual fans out of that building. Or you're going to put fans who really can't afford it, trying to spend money they don't have to go see this band. It's, uh, it's they're exploiting the fans. It is as close to extortion as you can get if you're a big fan. If you're a big fan and you need to see them, you're going to pay whatever it is that you need to pay to get in to see them. Here's the kicker, though, right? You know who's producing the tour? Ticketmaster. Yeah. They are the producer of the tour. So not only are they making a shit ton of money from you know the increased cost of these tickets, but whatever it is that a producer would typically make on a tour, they're making that money too. A theory that's bounced around is that, you know, part of this is because 
you know, they, they didn't have any live music for a couple of years. So all these people that worked, you know, backstage, the tour folks, whatever, uh, you know, they, they need more money. There's nothing saying that those people are getting this extra money because they're probably not like, let's be fair. They're probably not. So it's a giant slap in the fucking face. And poor Donnie here. Donnie's getting screwed. And you could tell by the tone of Donnie's voice at 7.30 on a Tuesday that it's still fucking driving him crazy. It's still hurting him deeply. Deep in his pop punk soul. It's a good thing that I'm a fan of bands who aren't like I'm a Metallica fan and it wouldn't shock me if, you know, they do, you know, a farewell tour in four or five years and it's the same bullshit. But I gave up on seeing Metallica a long time ago because it was just too much money. Just can't afford it. Plus, I don't want to see them at Gillette Stadium. Like, come on. It sounds like crap. So I feel bad for you, Donnie. I really do. And he was fucking heated at 7.30 in the morning on a Tuesday. <laughs> but listen, don't, don't just blame Ticketmaster. They are only 50% of the problem. The other 50% is blank 182. They're bending you over and fucking you in the ass and, and laughing all the way to the bank. And then they'll go play their 23-minute songs. People will go crazy. Yay, I love you, man. I'm coming too. Blah, 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 blah. It's just going to be very, very difficult to, uh, to go see shows anymore going forward. And it's just sad. As you could tell by Donnie's tone of voice. I'm sorry, Donnie. <laughs> but that, it's kind of funny. As it is Friday, it is time for three grapes. Uh, grape number one. Let's see. Um, alleged emotional support dogs, or just dogs in general, in places where they don't need to be. There is nothing worse that I... I shouldn't say nothing worse because that's being a tad hyperbolic, but... I don't understand the point of bringing your dog into places where that isn't a pet store. Like Petco has a big sign. We welcome dogs. You know who doesn't? Target. Keep your dog out of Target. You know who else doesn't? Stop and shop. Especially keep your dog away from the fucking food. Who the fuck do these people think they are that they can just bring their dog into a store? Like I don't care how small the dog is. You're not bringing a German Shepherd in there, are you? What the fuck is the difference? Stop it. How entitled do you have to think you are to bring your dog into a store that does not allow dogs? And then the number of people who keep getting away with it. We saw two, like uh, last weekend, Friday and Saturday. One was Target, one was, I think, Stop and Shop, or it was like a TJ Maxx or something, one of the two. But, you know... They don't allow dogs in there. Why is your dog in the store? Get your dog the fuck out. 
Here's a better idea. Leave your dog at home, you know, where your dog lives. That's where the dog wants to be. The dog wants to be at home. You know, it probably wants to be with its owner, but at the same time, the dog wants to be at home. So you know what? Leave the dog at home. Because you know what's even worse? Bringing your dog and then not bringing the dog in the store and leaving the dog in the car. Like we went to breakfast a few weeks ago and there's a pickup truck in front of us and we parked in front of the breakfast spot. We get out and there's a dog in there. A big fucking dog. So it got there before we got to breakfast. We ate breakfast, came out. That truck is still there with the same dog still in it. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? If you're not going to treat an animal well, you shouldn't own an animal, right? It's just two sides of the coin here. Like, stop treating your animals like they're fucking people, and then stop treating your animals like they're shit. Gripe number two, Pete Davidson. Uh, enough. I've, I've seen enough of this guy's face. I've seen enough of his fucking name. I'm tired of it. Like... Be funny. Like, go on tour, tell jokes. Uh, but I don't need to see your, your fucking stupid, you know, make-a-wish M&M look in a goddamn Taco Bell commercial every five minutes. Enough. Done with you. Gripe number three. People who f paint their faces at football games. Why? Like, are you just trying to get on TV? You know what? You know what would be even better? If you held a sign that said, I'm trying to get on TV. Instead, you're going to paint your face like a, a fucking four-year-old at a circus or at the fair. The only ones who can get away with this, Raiders fans, Browns fans. Everybody else, cut the shit. And the Browns fans, I was kind of on the fence if I was going to include them. And, you know, I shouldn't, but some of those fucking troglodytes, you know, paint their faces for games. Raiders fans have been doing it for decades. So they're grandfathered in. Everybody else, stop it. Nobody is impressed. I don't, I've been to a bunch of football games. I've never seen someone at a Patriots game with their face painted. And I think, boy, that's great. Never. You don't see him too often there, which is refreshing. Every now and again you do. The only time the only time the only time that uh people with painted faces are at all uh entertaining is when they're shit faced. <laughs> and it's all messy and gross because they're so drunk. Ah, that's funny. Just thought of that. But quite frankly, I would find it uh, embarrassing if I painted my face, went to a football game, and then I was on TV because you know somebody the next day is going to be like, oh, dude, I saw you on TV. Your fucking face was painted. What's that about? Oh, I just want to get on TV. Ah, whatever, you fucking loser. Not in a joking way. That person would really be calling me a loser because it's stupid. Like, have some dignity, will you? A shred of dignity. Unlike me. <laughs> Horrible podcast host. <laughs> I have no dignity. Why do you think I keep doing this? Right. Anyways, listen, that's it for the show. I told you it was going to be kind of quick. 
and I still managed to get close to an hour of nonsense. Um, check out my Twitter page at Complaints Pod, where I have a tweet today that fucking Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri, liked one of my tweets. So it's all down here, down here. <laughs> it's all down here. It's all downhill from here on Twitter because uh, my personal hero has liked a tweet. Now, granted, it's probably a social media team, but still, it says Guy Fieri liked your tweet. So I'm very happy. Uh, you can go to my Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod. Um, I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I don't do anything with. I have a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. I have a TikTok page that I don't do anything with at complaints talk T O K. You can call in, leave a voicemail 617-657-4736. 617-657-4736. Have you been personally fucked over by one of your favorite bands? Call in 617-657-4736. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, hopefully next week, you know, I'll be able to, um, to drop problem is like hosting this trivia thing on Wednesday nights. Um, you know, it eliminates Wednesday night, Tuesday night. You know, I don't feel I have enough content Thursday's pretty good, but like last night I was so fucking gassed. I was so tired. I would think I went to bed at like eight 30. It was awful. And I slept till like five 30, but I didn't sleep very well. So I think I snore and I woke up a dry mouth. It wasn't good, but not good. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> hopefully we'll we'll get back to a regular schedule. Unfortunately, I'm going to be gone uh, for basically the entire month of November. So shows, I think I've mentioned this, shows are not going to be regular. I'm going to try to get out a handful of like not an episodes. We'll see. But um, that's still a couple weeks off, so. Uh, hopefully next week we'll be back on a somewhat regular schedule. Not that it fucking matters because nobody listens to this shit anyway. The only reason I do this is to talk into a microphone because I love talking into microphones. <laughs> what a fucking clown, dude. I don't know. I don't even know why I did that. But uh, as always, please take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta. <laughs>